All right. All right, all right, all right. I would love to be known for like a one word catchphrase. How crazy is that? Do I need a catchphrase? I don't think so. If anybody has great ideas on, on a catchphrase, let me know. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. It's April 2nd, 2021. We made it through April Fools. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Good morning, Andrew. Andrew's in the chat. Oh, wow. Well, I hope you had a good Thursday. I had a pretty solid Thursday. I got some good work done. Good morning, Frank. <laughs> Frank says, the man who puts the whistle in whistle kick. Yeah, if, if only I was like some crazy whistler, I'd be like, you know, do something funky like that. But I was, I was like 12 before I could figure out how to whistle. And actually, I learned how to whistle by inhaling first. See if I can still do it. How weird is that? I was a weird kid. Unsurprising, though. I'm sure everyone would guess that. So yesterday, what did we do? Did some work. This got wrapped up, so I'm gonna show you. I'll show you again when I actually go and stock this thing, which, as large as, as it is, is gonna have to be like complete bottom shelf alcohol, but. That's it shelves and the trim and the paint. I'm gonna have to repaint the room and then that side will be my music collection. And so that's a good part of what I'm gonna do this weekend is getting this stuff going, putting, putting things in place. A big part of why I wanted this. So it's, it's, a, it's a supporting wall, so I couldn't take out the wall. But the fact that it was a, a fairly wide wall because it's the center of my house. I said, you know, if, if I cut into that, I can have some pretty deep shelves. And I've got one, two, three bookshelves going right now. One's for music, one's for miscellaneous, and then the other's for books. And that's what it all started with, was let's get some of this stuff off the floor. I don't like things on the floor. I have a ton of stuff on the floor. Most of it's plants, and I'm okay with that but I don't want all this stuff on the floor. So this weekend is gonna be all about rearranging and moving, shell oh, I guess I got corner shelf units. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot that's gonna get moved around this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. What else happened yesterday? Went to the gym, made some bread. It took two tries to make bread. See, if you've ever used a bread machine, you got the thing, the machine, and you got this, insert that actually holds the bread, the, the pot, let's call it a pot, right? Goes in with the ingredients. But there's one thing you gotta put in there that's not an ingredient. And that's the little spinny thing that mixes the dough. Guess what part I forgot until 40 minutes into a 60 minute cycle? The, the spinny part, the paddle. Andrew's right, it's a paddle. I forgot the paddle. So I dumped that in the compost and I made another loaf of bread. And it was worth it because fresh bread's amazing. Super good. And so I will be having a sandwich for lunch today. As I head north to the co-working space. 
Snow on the ground. Still. Andrew says he once threw the paddle away on accident. He had to buy a new one. My paddle likes to stay in the bread. It, it, I had to extract it from the bread. Like, cut around it and pull the paddle out. I have two. Comes with, came with two. Uh, this bread maker, it's a Hamilton Beach. It was 65 bucks on Amazon. Totally worth it. The fact that I'm, I'm spending, you know, 50 cents on ingredients for a loaf of bread that's far better for me instead of, you know, five or six bucks for bread that is not. Oh, that's how it got thrown away. It was wedged in the bread. I get it. Totally get it. Uh, you know, I, I figure that in six months or so, not only will I have had better bread as a result of a bread maker, I will start saving money. How cool is that? The amount that I save by cooking all my own food and doing all these things is, is pretty awesome. What do I buy? I buy frozen fish, I buy frozen vegetables, I buy rice. But you buy rice once and you have enough rice for, you know, forever. So I don't buy rice that often. But I don't spend that much money on food. When I go to the grocery store, if I spend money, it's usually on beer. <laughs> or I'll buy a couple other things, you know, to, to supplement. Coffee. Gotta buy coffee. I'm not gonna be able to grow coffee here. I tried. Well, I looked into it. It's just, it's too much work. I have i have considered building a, a, a huge greenhouse out, outside, but heating it is kind of expensive. <laughs> Frank, Frank is on the ball as always. He's saving dough with his bread maker. Yes, I am. There's a fly, stupid fly. Yeah, so this weekend is just gonna be about putting everything back, planting more seeds, Figuring out if the pepper seeds I planted last weekend are actually alive. Because if not, i got to make some arrangements. Get, get some other pepper seeds. And just kind of rearranging my house. Reflowing my house. Andrew says, and the team whistle kick show and tell. Yeah, there we go. You know, we've got a pretty solid team. The, the fact that you guys choose to wake up to, to watch the show says that, you know, we all like each other, or at least you like me. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I like being liked by people I like. Is there anything else yesterday? Working on some, some advertising stuff for a client. Uh, social media ads. We'll see, I gotta check out on that, how that's going. Oh, I don't wake up for you, it's insomnia. Thanks, Andrew. We got some good feedback on yesterday's episode. The, uh, the episode Andrew and I did on the difference between experience and progress. Are they always the same? They're not always the same, but we, we did a pretty fun episode on that. So that's there. Mentioned it yesterday. You can catch it here on YouTube. And download it on podcast feed, whatever works for you. And this weekend, so I've been, I don't know how to say this. It's not bad, but I'm still going to look for the right words. So I grew up in the woods, roughly as in the woods as I am here. I'm further down a dirt road than I was as a kid, but I grew up in the woods. A big part of my childhood was, Mom, I'm gonna go play in the woods. Okay, don't get shot. And then I would go play in the woods. 
that probably started when I was like eight or nine. And then I went to college in Worcester, Mass, the second biggest city in New England, at least it was at the time, behind Boston. And there were no woods. There were some trees on campus, but it wasn't the same. I wasn't in the woods. And then I moved to Vermont, slightly more, definitely more rural, but I was in city centers. I was in the center of the first town I moved to, and then I bounced around. And after the fifth, Andrew says that was my childhood too. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's a thing that we do in New England. It's a thing kids should do regardless of where they are. And so after the fifth or sixth place I, I moved around, I started getting, I don't want to call it a voice because it wasn't that strong. I felt called, I felt, oh, it's snowing. It's not just on the ground, it's snowing. I felt this pull, that's probably a better word, to, to go back to the woods, to move into the woods, to be in the trees. And I would go hiking and it would help, but it wasn't the same. And so I bought this place that's pretty much in the woods. And I've been getting more and more of that feeling the last probably month. And so I think this weekend, I'm gonna go into the woods. I'm gonna go play in the woods. Probably not a hike, because it's so muddy, the trails are a disaster. It's, it's not a good thing to hike when the trails are that bad. But I've got this eight mile loop that I hiked, I don't know, three or four times last year. And technically it's a road, but it's not. Parts better a road. And so I may just throw a sandwich in a backpack and go play in the woods. We'll see. If I can get all my work done, it seems like a good place to hang out. In the woods. What's going on today? Client work. Um, my first thing this morning, so the, the new website is is done. Are there things that could be improved? Yes. Are there things that will be improved? Yes. I'm not happy with some of the graphics. But whistlekickprograms.com will be live. So I've talked about, you know, a year, a little over a year ago, we launched the strength and conditioning program. And then I followed that up with the speed program and then the fight conditioning program. And I'm still working on the strength speed hybrid program, which people who buy the strength and speed program will get for free. Uh, but I still feel like those programs deserve more attention. Everybody's out there telling you, here's how you block, here's how you do this form. And I just want to say, here's how you get stronger or faster or better conditioned. And there are other programs coming. There's one on, on flexibility, which we're not going to call flexibility because flexibility is the wrong way to look at it. Uh, but these other physical things that are, are style agnostic, they're universal. So whistlekickprograms.com. If you go there right now, you're just going to see the strength program because I, that's what we promote the most. And I've built up the rest of it around there and all. I'm going to flip the switch later today. Um, you can still use your codes. I got to plug the codes into that, that website. But one of the things I'm excited about is that we're, we're going to have discounts. You can actually get, even though we raised the prices on all three programs, for you to buy all three programs together, you're getting them for roughly what you would have before we raised the prices. And so we got, you know, there's bundles of programs and everything. And it just, I, I, it's something I like doing. So 
not so much the website, but making the programming. And I hope that people will buy them so I can justify making more. If you've tried them, give me some feedback. The challenge with most uh, programming like this is that people don't put in the time. They want to get better, but they don't. Uh, one of the people that I follow in the fitness industry that I really look up to, somebody who's really smart and I've borrowed a lot from them in this. Andrew says he's looking forward to the flexibility one. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, in about a month is when I should be ready to start working on that. Let's, let's work on it. You, you can be, you can be my Uki. How's that? I could use some help with that because I, one of the challenges is I'm pretty flexible. So there's no before and after test here with me. And I, I'm not getting much more flexible. There, there's not a lot of room to go. If I dropped to a split right now, I'd be about this far from the ground without warming up. And you know how far I get when I warm up? That far. There's not much difference. Um, oh, so this person says that, and I agree, the worst programming, the worst fitness program, the worst strength program, the worst, and, and you could extend it to martial arts, the worst martial arts curriculum done regularly, followed, and practiced is better than the best one that you don't do. And you can apply this to a lot of things, and it unfortunately happens a lot in martial arts. You get people who will, they're looking for, you know, what's the best? What's the best thing? Who's the best instructor? What's the best style? What's the best technique? How do you do with this? Oh, well, you know what? I'm not gonna go train with that person because that person has this one thing wrong. You know, reductio ad absurdum in, in uh, argument parlance. The fact that you can find anything wrong with them or the it, so it, it's not worth doing. So you do nothing because somehow that's better. Well, it's better because we don't like to make bad decisions. And this is actually something that I talk to with my clients a lot. People don't like making bad decisions. You have to present the right amount of information to get people to take an action. If you give them too much information and it confuses them, they become scared that they're gonna make the wrong decision. It happens all over the place in life. Watch people, where would be a good place to watch that these days? Probably something, probably like a Best Buy, probably a place that's selling higher end electronics that people don't fully understand. Watch, ideally a couple. If you can find a couple buying TVs at Best Buy, that would be the spot. And watch them discuss and compare and they'll probably even take the signs off the, the and one of them will say, but what's, what's that mean? This mentions this, but this doesn't mention if this has that. And quite often they get so overwhelmed by the volume of information that is inconsistent, they'll put the signs back and walk away. They went in for a TV. They need a TV. Andrew says, or my wife trying to buy a laptop. That's when I first experienced this, was when I was selling computers at, right out of college, when I was at Staples. People don't like making the wrong decision. And it's something that comes up when I'm working with martial arts schools. If you want your potential students 
to feel good about the decision to come join, you have to remove those barriers. You have to make sure that they understand that they're not making a bad decision. When someone parts with their time, energy, or money for a thing, it's because they believe that is the best use of that time, energy, or money. If you watch this show, it's because you think that the time you spend watching the show is better than anything else you could do with that time. I do the show because I think it's better than anything else I can do with this time. When someone doesn't show up for a thing, it's because they had something better to do. Let's see what we got for comments in here. All right, I got stuff from Frank, stuff from Andrew. So let's start with the jokes, because it's Friday, fun day Friday. Thanks as always to Frank for the great jokes. Oh, it's coming up on Easter. That's why we got rabbit jokes, Easter jokes. Here we go. What do you call a rabbit that tells good jokes? A funny bunny. Where does the Easter bunny study medicine? Johns Hopkins. Why did the Easter egg hide? Because he was a little chicken. Why did the Easter Bunny cross the road? Because the chicken had his eggs. How does the Easter Bunny paint all those Easter eggs? He hires Santa elves to help during their off season. And finally, what's the Easter Bunny's favorite sport? Basketball. Good stuff. And Frank's got three quotes here from Chevy Chase. And I've got Daniel following up to something he asked on YouTube yesterday. Uh, what are your top five non-martial arts oriented YouTube subscriptions? So that's going to be easy. I don't spend much time on YouTube. When I, here's how I watch YouTube. I watch YouTube in one of two ways. I am sick of what's on Hulu and Netflix and everything else, and I just want something else. Which, in that case, the, the channel that I go to the most, because I know that if there's something I haven't seen, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, it's Bro Science Life, which is a very not safe for work, funny, sarcastic look at fitness and fitness influencer culture. And it's, show's been around a while and the guy who does it is, is a funny guy. And I enjoy watching that. I don't watch that very often, so that's on there. Most of the rest of the time, if I'm watching YouTube, unless I'm looking for something specific, I am watching videos of people in the woods, people building houses. Uh, you've seen those videos where they do like the underground house. Um, a lot of these videos are in Southeast Asia. Guy goes into the woods with a stick and a rock. Sometimes the stick has a blade on it and it's not quite a stop motion, but you know, an hour long video of here's how I dug this house into the dirt. You wonder how long those take, but I watch those. Why do I watch those? Because when I'm around other people working productively, I have a hard time sitting around. I don't sit and watch people work. So like tomorrow when I've got work to do around here, that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to put on one of those videos. Uh, I think primal skills is one of them. Primitive skills. That's the one I'm thinking of. And so in watching these people do these amazing things, doing work. I'm going to be around here doing work. That's really how I use YouTube. So, um, 
this is very similar to people used to ask me, what computer games do you play? I spent all day, this is back in my IT life, I spent all day fixing computers. I had no desire to come home and make computers part of my recreation. That was when I, I switched to, um, from computer games to console. Because I, at the time, I put a disc in, or now I press a button, and it just works. I don't have to worry about, oh, this update means that I've got to turn down these quality settings, or I've got to upgrade this video card, and all the people mining cryptocurrency bought up all the good video cards, and I don't have to deal with that. So, but if you guys have YouTube channels that you think I would be interested in, I would love to hear those. So if you comment on those, I will make, especially if you leave it today, I will make an effort to watch them today and then into the weekend. I'll be up at the co-working space and we'll have plenty of time to check out YouTube channels. Let me know. And Frank's quotes from Chevy Chase, who is an interesting person as I see him. Chevy Chase is a funny dude that I don't find very funny. Sometimes, yes. The old National Lampoon stuff, it doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. It should. It should be stuff that I really enjoy. Uh, I, I've, I've dated women in the past who loved National Lampoon, Chevy Chase, and... But, okay, let's try watching this one. Didn't do it for me. But what about this one? Nope. But what if we watch this one? Nope. Didn't do it. None of it did it for me. Bummer. Frank says, it sounds like how I like to go straight home after work instead of shopping. Yeah. Frank works at a grocery store. You don't want to spend more time there than you have to. It's work. You don't want to work for free. Fixing computers, getting paid for it, going home. I'm going to fix computers for free. Actually, I, I had gotten into arguments. There was... Um, I used to have friends just call me up and assume that I would fix their computer. Hey, my computer's broken. Can you come look at it? How about a minor amount of empathy for the fact that you're asking me to do my job for you for free? And right now. No acknowledgement of that? Okay, fine. I can't right now, but I'll give you a call. And I have people get mad about that. Oh, you're in construction? Why don't you come build me an addition for free? Well, yeah, but... No, it's the exact same thing. I'll provide the lumber. You can, you can build me a shed. I don't hang out with those people anymore. I don't hang out with anybody anymore. I hang out with you guys. All right, so here are these Chevy Chase quotes. A laugh is a surprise, and all humor is physical. I was always athletic, so that came naturally to me. The physicality of humor. Think about somebody saying, think about you reading something funny versus you hearing that same person versus you watching that same person. Same words, but something about being present with them as they present that humor. It's completely different. For me, I, I've mentioned on this show my love for Bill Bryson, the author Bill Bryson. Reading his books, that's one thing. Hearing him read his books, completely different. 
his books are funny. Hearing him read his books, there are times where it's hysterical. Uh, the episode that's coming out Monday was at points so funny I had to bite my hand. That's how, for those of you who don't know, when I'm recording with a guest, if I need to keep from laughing, that's what I do. I bite my hand. This is part of the reason we don't do video, because if we did video, you'd watch me doing that. Or I'd be laughing over the guest, or I'd be muting my microphone, and you wouldn't be able to see me or hear me. It'd be weird. Yeah, it's so much easier not just audio. But there are some really funny points in that conversation. When I think about physical comedy and someone and athleticism, I'm actually thinking of somebody that you might not typically associate with that. Chris Farley. Chris Farley, of course, passed away. But if you watch him in something like Black Sheep or uh, Tommy Boy, probably most specifically, there was a physical element to his comedy that went far beyond his... Um, he was a big boy. He knew he was a big boy. He joked about being a big boy. But his ability to move, despite having some extra pounds, was pretty awesome. He knew his body. He knew how to use his body in a, a very athletic way. And it made for better comedy. Next. I'm going to give you a little advice. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. And all you have to do is get in touch with it. Stop thinking, let things happen, and be the ball. I find it interesting how often we look at... Frank says, you're going to be living in a van down by the river. Some of my favorite stuff from Chris Farley. Here, I'll come back to this in a second. My senior year of high school... Homecoming week. We had, you know, class competitions, you know, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Uh, for those of you overseas, grades 9, 10, 11, 12. And one of the things that we competed in, there was a sketch competition. And our sketch involved Jamie, this kid Jamie, who was one of the most genuinely fu improvisationally funny people. I've ever met doing Chris Farley down by the river stuff. It was amazing. And I can't see a rerun of Chris Farley doing those sketches without thinking of Jamie and how funny he was. He's still around. Unfortunately, he didn't get into anything with comedy, which I, I really thought he was going to. So this quote, talking about be the ball. How often do we see really successful people just honestly saying they just kind of let things happen? Instead of fighting the current, they just kind of allowed stuff to happen. Doesn't mean they didn't keep working. But instead of working against they worked with. It, it shows up all the time. And you could, excuse me, take it as extreme as, you know, like the concepts in the book, The Secret. But 
I don't think it's that. I think it's taking a step back from the situation you're in. Where is life trying to bring you? Here's an extreme example. I'm not going to put my time into being a professional basketball player. That would be a waste of time. Life is not taking me in that direction. What direction is life taking you in? Well, it's somewhere with martial arts or somewhere with my consulting work. Ideally both, but I'm working on both. Both are important. One of them will hit. One of them will take me where I want to go. And then I'll use the, the money, the energy, the time that's left over to support the other. And I'm okay with that. My consulting makes me money and I put some of that money back into Whistlekick. Cool. Whistlekick makes me money and I put some of that back into consulting. Cool. I like doing both. Life is too short to fight it. One more. And then I'll send you on your way for the weekend. My father was the funniest guy I ever met. I'm not sure if I stole his stuff or if I inherited it. Comedy is often uh, a familial thing. It's a cultural thing. It's an upbringing thing. There are a lot of families that you can see the comedy passed down. And in fact, a lot of comedians credit one of their parents with being the funniest person they ever knew, even if that person didn't, didn't become successful. And it's not always the same. You know, you look at like Jerry Stiller and Ben Stiller. I love Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller was one of the funniest people I ever saw. And his role on Seinfeld, and to a lesser degree, King of Queens, was absolutely hysterical. Not a fan of Ben Stiller. It's just a different style. But you can learn comedy. Like anything else, if you're around it, you get better at it. And we can say the same thing about martial arts. If you're around great martial artists, doing great martial arts, you're going to become a better martial artist. If you are, and, and this, is, this is part of the, the need for having an instructor, someone to learn from. If you're the best person in the room, it's going to be really hard to progress. Andrew says, Jim Carrey said his dad could have been a famous comedian. He was so funny. I believe it. In order to be as funny as Jim Carrey is, which there, there's, there's and, and I think he would admit this, there's something a little bit off about Jim Carrey that allows him to be so funny. It's similar to the way that Robin Williams is so funny, was so funny. The best comedy requires looking at the world in a very different way. You've got to have some of that in your upbringing. Some, for some comedians, it comes out of trauma, but quite often it comes from a value and a permission at an early age to be funny. You have my permission to be funny. You have my permission to be a great martial artist. You have my permission to do what makes you happy, to follow whatever course the universe guides you in. Dreams and all that stuff. If it keeps snowing, I don't know if I'm going to hang out in the woods. But I might build a tree house. That's also been on the list. I've identified a couple trees on the back edge of my property that might make for a good tree house. We'll see. But I'm going to go. And I'm going to drink more coffee and I'm going to do work and you can check out whistlekickprograms.com in a few hours if you want and I will see you back here on Monday we'll have another episode that awesome episode that I'm I've been talking about and I hope you have a good weekend
I appreciate you, your support, and all that stuff. Talk to you soon. Andrew uh, and everybody else, if you have YouTube channels you want me to check out, leave them after the show closes. I'm not going to go back and review the, the chats. Leave them in the comment section, please. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. Peace.